RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. Police arrest three people after finding what they believe were components that could be used to make bombs. The Catholic Church says it won't hold a mass to mark June 4th this year, citing the national security law. And Benny Tai gets 10 months in prison after pleading guilty to illegally promoting his strategic voting scheme. Police say they've arrested three people after finding what they believe were components that could be used to make explosives in a public estate flat. Investigators say the trio are from the same family and were arrested at their home in Wong Tai Sin, adding that officers found chemicals, measuring cups, electrical cables and other devices inside. They also raided a storage space rented by one of those arrested, a 31-year-old man in San Po Kong. Police say they found up to 15 kilograms of chemicals that could be used to make explosives. Here's senior bomb disposal, uh, disposal officer Alec Bryce McWhirter. At the moment, we are still working to establish the quantity of explosives that could have been manufactured from the chemicals present. However, our initial estimate is that the quantities are significant. We are also working to work out whether the explosives were to be used in a single improvised explosive device, an IED or homemade bomb, or to be used in multiple devices. Cardinal Joseph Zen, as well as four other trustees and the secretary of a now defunct fund set up to support protesters facing legal cases, will be tried in September after pleading not guilty to failing to register the fund with the authorities. Timmy Sung has more. The West Carlton Court heard that the former Bishop Joseph Zane, former legislators Sit Ho and Margaret Ng, Canton Pop singer Dennis Ho, and cultural studies scholar Hui Po Kung, and Defense Secretary Xi Sheng Wai, had failed to register the 612 Humanitarian Relief Fund as a society within a specified period. Prosecutors said they would call 17 witnesses and submit video recordings that are eight hours long, while the defendant said they would challenge the notion of the fund being a society at all. All of the defendants except Ms Ho, who is currently in jail, have been released on bail. The fund was set up in summer of 2019 to raise money for the legal and medical fees of anti-government protesters. The Catholic Diocese of Hong Kong says it won't hold a mass to mark June 4th this year. Natalie Ching reports. Responding to a media inquiry, the Catholic Church expressed concerns such an event may violate the national security law. It said in an email that since frontline workers and some members of the Justice and Peace Commission of the Catholic Church are concerned that holding these events would violate the national security law, a memorial mass for June 4th would not be held. The diocese said holding masses are just one of the ways to commemorate the dead, adding it is meaningful to pray in private or in small groups. Vigils marking the end of the 1989 student-led protests in Beijing had been held in Victoria Park for three decades. Authorities banned the vigil in 2020 and 2021, citing COVID-19 concerns. Last year, the Justice and Peace Commission held masses to commemorate the anniversary at seven churches. The co-founder of the Occupy movement, Benny Tai, has been sentenced to 10 months in prison after pleading guilty to promoting a strategic voting scheme for the 2016 LegCo polls. He was accused of illegally spending $253,000 on newspaper ads to promote the so-called Thundergo plan aimed at helping the pro-democracy camp win a majority in the legislature. 
Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin says the so-called Quad Group of Nations, Japan, the United States, India and Australia, are undermining China's sovereignty and threatening stability. Mr Wang's comments came after US President Joe Biden said at a Quad meeting in Tokyo that international law and human rights must always be defended. Japan and the United States have misrepresented facts and truth, ignored the history of relevant issues, undermined China's territorial integrity and gravely violated international and basic norms governing international relations. Such acts are the real threats to regional peace and stability. And the weather for tonight and tomorrow, it'll be cloudy with occasional showers and isolated thunderstorms with temperatures ranging from 24 to 27 degrees, moderate to fresh east to southeasterly winds, occasionally fresh offshore at first. In the outlook, we can expect a few showers in the next few days and it'll be hot with sunny periods early next week. Currently, it's 25 degrees Celsius. Humidity is 93%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Foreign Minister Wang Yi has welcomed the United Nations Human Rights Chief to China, saying he hopes her tri- trip will clarify misinformation. Michelle Bachelet's landmark trip to China is the first by the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights in 17 years and includes visits to the cities of Urumqi and Kashgar in Xinjiang today and tomorrow. Mr Wang, who met Ms. Ms. Bachelet yesterday, stressed Beijing has always safeguarded the rights of ethnic minorities. The UN High Commissioner's Office said last year it believes the mostly Muslim ethnic Uyghurs in Xinjiang have been unlawfully detained, mistreated and forced to work. Beijing denies the allegations. Back in Hong Kong, the shattering of a 1.8-metre Teletubbies figure has generated a social media firestorm. Images online show a young boy standing by the wreckage of the statue, his head bowed in shame. His parents are said to have paid more than $30,000 to cover the damage. But a video that surfaced later showed the boy trying to avoid someone else when he bumped into the statue. While some said the parents should have watched their child more closely, others say the statue should have been fenced off. From a legal standpoint, Barrister Anton Wong says both sides could face liability. Some people might take the view that the child was not liable for negligence, but in fact children can be liable for negligence, contrary to some common belief. And secondly, even if the child was not negligent, or could not be liable in negligence, whether the parents in those circumstances were liable to the shop. And on the other hand, there might be liability on the part of the shop, for example, because of the nature of the article itself, it might be their fault or negligence on their part, or to put it in a position that might endanger their visitors. A study has found that private universities perform worse than government-financed one when it comes to anti-sexual harassment policies. The Association for the Advancement of Feminism, a concern group, examined the policies of dozens of tertiary institutions. Among other findings, it found 63% of university grants committee-funded schools had policies covering same-sex sexual harassment, compared to only 12% of private ones. Here's the chief researcher, Young Oi Mei. First, they started later than the UGC funded in preparing this policy, so they may have less experience in handling sexual harassment. The second thing is their staff who write the policy, they may have less support from their institution, maybe less time or less opportunity for them to get proper training in this area. Many self-finance institutions, there may be only one staff take care of a lot of things and sexual harassment policy is only one thing among all these. 
Director of the Equal Opportunities Commission, Dr. Ferret Chu, says they'll do their best to help the self-funded tertiary schools write and implement policies, but it won't set out regulations and force them to follow them. We cannot dictate them to do this thing or that thing or not to do something. So what we can do is to try our best to engage them. And this Friday, we are going to organise a closed-door roundtable discussion exactly on this topic. We invite the UGC Fund University as well as the non-UGC Fund tertiary institution to attend our roundtable. If they want to you know, learn something and then take it on board and write their own policy, we will try our best to help them. Health officials say Hong Kong has added 250 coronavirus cases, including 34 imported infections. They also confirmed that three members of a family who visited McDonald's in City Plaza, triggering a mini-cluster of infections, had an Omicron subvariant. They're believed to have been infected by a 64-year-old woman who caught the virus during quarantine. Police say they've arrested a 25-year-old woman for alleged possession of an imitation gun and theft. The police say they, arrested, they received a report about a suspected firearm at around half past 12. Officers arrived at the scene outside Mongkok Police Station and said they found an imitation gun and a mobile phone, which they believe was stolen. Turning overseas, the leading Russian opposition figure Alexei Navalny has told a Moscow court that President Putin was a madman who'd started what he called a stupid war in Ukraine based on lies. The BBC's Danny Eberhard reports. Alexei Navalny shows no sign of being cowed, despite having been held in jail since the beginning of last year. He was behind bars even on the video link. He lost his appeal against an extra nine-year sentence for fraud and contempt handed down in March. But it was a chance to speak out against President Putin, a system he said was built on fear and the war in Ukraine. Pointedly, he named it as such, rather than the officially mandated term special military operation. Mr Putin would, he predicted, suffer a historic defeat. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and London's Metropolitan Police have been criticised following the release of pictures which show him drinking at a gathering in Downing Street in November 2020 when parties were banned because of the pandemic. The police didn't issue Mr Johnson with a fine for attending the event, but at least one other person was fined. Grant Shapps, Secretary of State for Transport, gave his reaction to the photos. I think they're disappointing. It makes me angry to see them. It looks to me uh, that he was asked to uh, go and thank a member of staff who was leaving, raises a glass to them, uh, and I imagine comes in and out pretty quick, which is presumably why the police have not issued a fixed penalty notice to the Prime Minister for that event. Israel has charged three Palestinian men over alleged plans to assassinate a far-right politician and bomb the light railway in Jerusalem. In, from Jerusalem, here's the BBC's Yolanda Nell. The three men, aged 19 and 20, are accused of planning to shoot the far-right Member of Parliament, Itamar Ben-Gavir, and launch an explosive drone at the Jerusalem light rail system or Jewish-owned homes in a Palestinian neighbourhood. Israel's domestic security service says they also wanted to kidnap Israeli soldiers to demand the release of Palestinian prisoners held by Israel. It says the cell was led by a prominent Hamas operative who's alleged to have set up a network of supporters to stir up recent unrest in the City. Germany says it's ordered 40,000 vaccine doses to be ready should the current monkeypox outbreak get worse. But health officials there have again stressed that the threat to the general population is low. The Czech Republic is the latest country to confirm a case. Its recent spread outside parts of Africa where it's endemic has baffled epidemiologists. 
The World Health Organization believes it's being transmitted through close contact, including sex. Gay and bisexual men have been told to be alert after many early cases were detected in the community. One WHO advisor has said large parties in Europe could be to blame. Sri Lanka has raised petrol prices by more than 20% and diesel prices by more than 35% as the country faces crippling shortages of fuel, food and medicine. The Energy Minister Kanchana Wijisekera said transport and other service charges would also increase. He said people would be encouraged to work from home to minimise the use of fuel and manage the energy crisis. The worsening shortages have led to violent anti-government protests. Sport now, and we go first to the NBA, where the Eastern Conference Finals are now tied at two apiece after the Boston Celtics dominated the Miami Heat 102-82 in Game 4. Jason Tatum led the way for the Celtics with 31 points, 8 rebounds and 5 assists. He says afterwards he liked how his team rebounded from a loss in Game 3. You know, obviously when we lose a game, we feel like the next game is do or die. And then we come out and play how we did and... Things like that. And I think we have to have that mindset going into game five that, you know, it is a must-win game, you know, because tonight was essentially something like that. The odds are stacked against the Dallas Mavericks when they resume their Western Conference final against the Golden State Warriors tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. No team in NBA history has ever come back to win a seven-game series after trailing by three games. RTHK's U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says game three was a missed opportunity with Dallas. The Dallas Mavericks had an opportunity to take that game from the Warriors on the road. They had a 14-point lead at the half, but the Warriors battled back and ended up winning that game uh, despite another huge effort by Luka Doncic, who had 42 points in, in that game two. He had 40 in game three at home, but the Mavericks could not, could not stop the Golden State Warriors. They were getting production from their entire lineup. Of course, Steph Curry... And uh, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole were, were big in that effort. And now to football. Incoming Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag says he's not thinking about winning the English Premier League title just yet. United finished the season 35 points behind the winners and crosstown rivals Manchester City. The former Ajax boss know he has a massive challenge ahead, but he believes he made the right decision to take the job. It's fantastic, but I really uh, met big coaches, big teams in the Premier League, so I know how to deal with that, but uh, it's clear uh, the Premier League is the biggest league in the world, I think. I really look forward uh, to battle with them. Meanwhile, the BBC has apologised to Manchester United fans after a message appeared on the broadcaster's news ticker labelling the Premier League club as rubbish. The the insult popped up during a tennis update. A presenter apologised and said the mistake had occurred during training. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Police arrest three people after finding what they believe were components that could be used to make bombs. The Catholic Church says it won't hold a mass to mark June 4th this year. And Benny Tai gets 10 months in prison after pleading guilty to illegally promoting his strategic voting scheme. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 You're listening to Peter King. Come and sit down, pull up a chair Speak the truth when you tell me your cares Don't be afraid to talk to your brother Get a hold of yourself and dry up your tears We'll start at the start and end at the end You'll find what your mind might possibly mend 
I'm sure I can help you Cause you can't help yourself Have you fallen in love again? Have you fallen in love again? Australia, their biggest hit was called Tom Tom Turnaround. That was, I think, the follow-up to it. And Sister Jane, a band by the name of New World, they were actually embroiled in a fixing trial of the results of a show in Britain called Opportunity Knox. I think they'd gone over there to uh, have a go in it and see how they got on. And I think the results were were fixed. I'm not sure if they actually won or lost that case, but it's in a book that one of the members of the band, John Lee, wrote. It's called New World Guilty Vice and Paola Scandals Oust Watergate. Come and sit down. Yeah, all right, we've done that one. Just follow the script, we'll be fine. Into our second hour this Tuesday, Peter King with you, of course. Our marvellous musical Magical Mystery Tour rumbles on through till midnight and then to be taken over by a sentimental journey. Any songs you like, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. <laughs> 